This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here along with the cousins, Derek and Tyler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Husker CuzCast for all podcast updates and more. Tonight, we welcome back former Husker wide receiver, Brandon Kinney. Welcome, Brandon. Hey, how are you guys doing, man? Thank you um, thank you again for having me, man. It's always a good time. Absolutely. So how are you and your family holding up during this lockdown period? We're good, man. We're good. Um, as I said last week, we, we got some, we finally got a hold of some toilet paper. So we've been blessed in that manner. So, um, but outside of that, man, it's feeling, spending quality time, um, taking walks and just really relaxing together. I've worked from home, so it hasn't been too much weird for me, but just having them around has kind of made me appreciate it a little bit more. So you started a new venture recently called faith jump. Can you tell us about faith jump? Absolutely, man. It's, um, I have been going back and forth this past year. I surrendered my life to Christ um, last February, and um, I have been going back and forth, uh, feeling the Lord was calling me into ministry. Um, and I was just kind of wrestling with it and wrestling with it. And going into 2020, um, he just put some on my spirit. And it was just, it was faith jump, and it just like it wouldn't leave me alone, um, and it would constantly just pop up. And I was like, dude, like what is faith jump? And as I really kind of seek like the Lord in this, this time, um, he really showed me, it was like, like, this is the choice that I, I, I want you to make. This is where I want you to be. This is the leap that I want you to take. I know you don't understand it. I know you don't think it looks right right now, but it's, it's what I want you to do. Um, and just trusting in that. And I took a faith jump, man. And after that, I kind of messed with the, a couple designs and played with some stuff. And I was like, dude, this is it right here. And I think it's I think it just goes in an everyday life, too, as well, because, I mean, heck, man, we all take fake jumps and whatever it may be, if it's a job, if it's a if it's life in general, like it's all it's, it's all it's all something that we're doing daily. So, man, yeah, it's been great. It's been a good time. So if people wanted to find out more about Faith Jump, uh, throw out a Twitter uh, handle or what uh, website. Do you have? Yeah, one for absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's www.faith-jump.com. Um, Twitter's, no, I'm sorry. Instagram is underscore faith jump, um, underscore. And yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. Check it out. Okay. Check it out. Great. I preached awesome, my man. first sermon too, man, last Sunday. So, um, it was a super good time, man. So it's online, but yeah, man, the, it, it was, it was, it was, I don't know to do it in front of a camera. It was already different, but just to be there like, dude. Yeah, like you just like you you're it really you're really making that leap, dude. So it was good. It was awesome, man. Well, congratulations. That's yeah, it. sounds it, awesome. Man. Thank you. All right, let's uh, talk about some Husker football here. Spring practice, yeah, man. So yes, yes, yes. spring practice was canceled after just two practices. How big of an impact is it for Nebraska uh, or for the players not having spring practice? Man, I think you don't. Uh, Never, never going through it. Uh, I, I don't know exactly, but I just think that time together is just a time of building and building that camaraderie um, and just being able to be around your brothers 
uh, and, and enjoying each other, learning from each other. So I think that, I mean, if, if, if the season does, if they do play a season, I think that will hinder this team, but I think that will, I think it will in every, every program, you know what I'm saying? So I still think it's the mindset that, that they come back with and the grind that they hit the ground running. Uh, I think that'll make the difference. That'll be the difference maker. So, uh, but I think it hits for every program to be honest. So what about the coaches? Are they affected by any way? I don't know. I don't know if it changes for them. You know, maybe, uh, well, no, I guess it would, the travel, the travel will really change for them. So, but you can still stay connected. And, and I think the, the, the coaches that do the, uh, the, do the, the, the more outgoing things as far as trying to stay in contact, if you can, or whatever the time periods are, um, if that's via zoom, FaceTime, whatever it may be. Um, uh, I think those are the going to be the difference makers in a time like this. Okay. All right. I just want to start off, Brandon, by thanking you again for coming on our show. It's so fun having you on. We always have such a blast with you. Thanks. Uh, Appreciate it. All right. So, so there was some news that we've kind we've kind of gone over this a little bit, but yeah, uh, Troy Walters was replaced as offensive coordinator and wide receivers coach in the offseason. What are your thoughts on this new offensive coordinator, Matt Lubick? I I think it's. From, from what I've seen and what I've read about, like, I think it's good that him and Scott are, you know, that they work together, that, that they understand each other, that they have the same philosophy. So I think that helps uh, in, in, a, in a good way. I think I think it'll it'll mend a lot of different things, especially having these big time receivers that they're having coming up to as well. And, and also being in that passing game. So I think this I, I feel like this was a good move um, and I think it'll be something that they'll definitely benefit from. All right. Uh, I, got, I got another question for you here on yeah, J.D. Huh? Spielman here. I want yeah. you to kind of set on argument for me and Justin here. We, 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 we argue all the time. Uh, so he, he doesn't seem to think there's much of a chance. And this isn't just me and Justin here. This is across Husker Nation. There's a lot of speculation on whether J.D. Spielman is going to return. Uh, I, I think that with all the records that he's going to have a good chance of breaking at Nebraska – that why would you not want to come back and try and break all those records? So I guess my question for you is, does that weigh on a player's uh, process of whether to transfer or not? Does the record book mean anything to him, or is it more just personal matters? I don't know. I I can only speak from the way I would attack the situation. Um, But knowing me, knowing I was, I was that close to breaking something or if I, if I had that right there, um, in the near future, I would absolutely go and tack it, you know, absolutely. Especially if it's, it's, if it's been the constant, consistent, the same grind, um, that they, they know what the, they, they, the coaches know what they're going to get from you. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm coming back and I'm trying to kill everything, but you know, it, it could be a different things that I don't know that, you know, they could be going on with him or the, their thought process or a lot of these young guys thought process coming through the ranks. So, um, but I could definitely speak on, on where I would come from on it for sure. Do you think he's going to come back? I think he will. You do? I think he will. I, think okay. he I agree will. with you. Yeah, I think he will. Sue came back, man. And I I, I mean, I, that's the only things I can relate it to. And you can see that, like, I mean, he even came back. And I don't know. I just think that camaraderie, man, at Nebraska, that, that tradition that you plan for is, is big. It means something. And I get both sides of it, though. I do. You know what I mean? I, I absolutely do. But – I would want to enjoy all of this, man. Like if I can get all of this, I'm going to enjoy all of it while I can. You know what I'm saying? So, 
you know, so was, one that, of the, was that? Hold on. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry, Tyler. I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> was was that a big topic conversation in a locker room? Was that what the record books? Was that ever brought up much in a locker room or? Um, I we knew we knew if it's something was close, like Roy's um, when he broke it against um, Missouri. I guess we knew like during the game, like hey, if, if this hits, you know what I'm saying. We didn't know prior. Um, I think we took more pride in the um, um, the weightlifting records and, and like um, the the ten yard dashes and forty yard dashes and stuff. We really took pride in that um, the day that we go out and test because it's like all the work that you put in all during this time and now you get to go put it on display if it's running a ten, a forty, whatever it may be. Uh, so we definitely took pride in that though for sure. So besides JD Spielman, probably among the next biggest offseason topics is the quarterback battle, or at least the mm. perceived quarterback battle. You know, right now you have Adrian Martinez returning. Um, you have Luke McCaffrey, Noah Vedral in the kind of the wings people think they can compete. Do you have a take on what you think is going to happen at that battle this fall? I think that is going to up Adrian's game. Um, and I think that's going to light a fire under him, to be honest. I think this is what he needed, um, and, and and I think he's just going to get better from this. I think the players that are behind him, those young guys, are are, are young gunners and they're ready, um, and they probably could go out there and make plays. And I think Scott will do a good a good job in mixing all of that up um, and giving these these boys opportunities to go out there and show their talent. Um, but I think this 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 will light a fire under Adrian for him to really go out there and like show what time it is. So, so take us back to when you were a Husker. So I, I believe it was your junior year. There, there was a quarterback battle. You had Zach Lee returning as starter. You had a young gun in Cody Green who was coming along. And then eventually the job was won by Taylor Martinez. Mm. So how did that battle affect the locker room? Did it, did you guys all have people you were going for or did you know, just take us through that competition, that, that spring and fall. Well, to be honest, we, I mean, we really didn't think, I mean, we honestly thought going into the, that camp, we were like, we thought Zach was the starter. We just assumed that. So we just went with that. But like Taylor would be slicing our defense completely to shreds in practice, like literally slicing them. And I think that he added a different dynamic as you guys all witnessed, like in the offense. And I think it was something that they hung their hat on and they said, okay, we can really ride this and change the game. And I think we did. Um, and I think we did well by it. Um, but it's, it's, it's a, um, it's a difference of, of having a quarterback. That's like a, a, a primary passer. Then you got a guy that could, that that's a decent passer, but a really good runner. So you got to really change your game up and understanding that. But we didn't know until, I, I didn't, we didn't know until I would say announcements, man. We didn't know until announcements on the big screen who was starting. They all ran back and forth though. So they, they both did um, rotation with the ones and everything, but yeah, we didn't know all the way up until then. You're well, talking about a kickoff or yeah. a game day. I think coach Gilmore might've told us in the locker room, maybe, but like the big, the big announcement was like big for everybody. Wow. wow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so how, how did you, I mean, you, you obviously had rode the year before with Zach Lee, mm-hmm. you know, he, he was probably as a receiver, maybe a little bit more friendly. Cause he was a, you know, better passer probably, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how did you feel? Were you like psyched that you had this dynamic freshman and Taylor Martinez or were you like, 
this is my guy. This is who we rode with last year, you know, made the big 12 championship. You know, how did that, were you on board with the Taylor Martinez taking over the starting job right away? I think I, I didn't have a, I didn't have a choice. And, and, and then I mean that in a good way, as far as like, if, if this is what we're riding with, this is what we're doing. Like, then this is what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? If we're yeah. not questioning it, like we're backing it. Like we love Bo. I love Bo. Like, so whatever decision y'all making, like I'm riding with it and we're going to do it. You know what I'm saying? So that's the kind of mindset we took with it. Um, and, and we understood, we understood the competition. Like we understood what went into it and what we had to do too. And I understood it coming from my first year, coming from junior college and understanding like, okay, it's not just being an athlete. You got to know this playbook. You got to be detailed. You have to block. You have to do a lot of different things that you that you once got away with because you were just talented. You were just more talented than everybody or bigger. Um, so a lot of stuff went into it. But it was like competition. Okay, cool. Taylor up. Let's go. Like we ride. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, and we and we loved it. We had a good time and we won some good games and we lost some big ones. So, um, but I think I think with him there, we we did we did well. We did well. So, so one last note on that, you know, Taylor Martinez is one of the more polarizing Husker players in recent memory. Mm. You know, a lot of players talked about maybe he was a little standoffish in the locker room. Um, the fans kind of go both ways on him. I think on the podcast, we're all pretty big fans of him, but, but what, what was your feeling of him while you were playing with Taylor? Cause you played with him two years, right? Yep. So what, what was your feelings on him and, you know, what did you think of him as a player and as a teammate? That's my brother, man. I love Taylor. And um, I think he was misunderstood. And I think that his attitude or I wouldn't even I wouldn't even call it an attitude. Just the person he was was made him seem as a standoffish guy or that he didn't care. You know what I mean? It's like it's an 18 year old kid, man, coming from high school, trying to figure it all out and, and, and having this back and forth and going through injury and going through the, you know, different people telling them different things. Like it's a lot, it's a lot going on. And it was a lot for me as a, a junior college transfer. You know what I'm saying? So I can only imagine being front and center and being criticized about everything that you do. So, and the way that he carried himself through it, man, like I can, I, it's nothing but respect for him on that because he grinded through it all, man. He grinded and he was just honest, you know what I'm saying? But once I understood who Taylor was, um, it was easy because it's like, dude, you we cannot can nobody we cannot look at this man no type of way because of where he's from or or whatever we, however he was raised. We were all come from our different parts and we're raised differently. You know what I'm saying? So some people can handle things differently. Some people can't. Some people it, it's just a difference in, in what it is, and it's okay. Like nothing's wrong with that. Um, so it's always love from with, with Taylor for me, man. That's my guy. I love him to death, man. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to come back with a little bit of a dagger here for you. And yeah, man. You, you were talking about losing some of the big games. So let's talk about probably <laughs> the biggest one that we lost here. And I, I hate to be the guy to do that, but you right. know the 2009 Big 12 championship. Ooh. Oh, it was it was the heartbreaker. It was the heartbreaker of all heartbreakers Ooh. for us. You know they put the one <laughs> second back on. Oh, just destroyed us all. And I can't even imagine. What it was like for you players? Man. What was the, what was the demeanor like in, in that locker room? I mean, how, how was it all? Was everybody just down and out, or were they pissed off? I mean, it, we kind of got ripped off in that game, so I'm just curious to know how everybody really felt about the game. I honestly, to be honest, fellas, I thought, I thought 
Sue was going to block the kick. I'm like, I don't care if we got to do it or not. Like, somebody going to block this kick. Because we had seen it so many times, you know, during the years. So I'm like, we good. Like, regardless, we good. And then when he hit it, it's like, bro, what just happened? So I think the biggest part for me was, like, I felt bad for the seniors. Really, really bad. A lot of them were hurt. A lot of them were really, really hurt by that one. Um and I felt more so for them, too. And it, it just sucked all in general. And, and for me, it was a coming out party. Like, I got a shot. I, I made big plays. You know what I mean? I got us in position for that field goal down there. I had that catch out of bounds. But, like, I'm like, dude, like, two of them. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, dude, you balling right now, bro. So, <laughs> like, like, I felt confident in that. So, you know, it, it, it all – it was all bad for everybody. But, um yeah, I, I think mainly that's what I felt sorry, more sorry for. It was like, man, we 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 thought we were sending the seniors out on a big, big gun, especially with Sue coming back. We about to get busy, like you know what I'm saying. So, yeah. Was that your worst loss as a Husker? Ooh, we. Hmm. Wow. That's a hard question. You didn't have a lot I of think, losses to choose from. <laughs> I mean, Iowa State was bad, right? That was a bad one where it was like six fumbles. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I want to talk about both. Big, you know, it's like I want to talk about Oklahoma, too, you know, because I feel like that was a dagger, too, especially having the momentum going into halftime. I'm like, bro, we about to beat Oklahoma on national play. What? You know what I'm saying? So... <laughs> That was a tough one. So I mean, it's it's. I I don't know. I would I would I would have to say, yeah, we could say oh nine. Just how it happened. That's fine. Yeah, just how it happened. I'm down with that. <laughs> I'm down with that. <laughs> they're they're all hard to lose. Uh, you feel me? Like yes, yes. They're me? all they're all. But, but but I'm still like so fortunate though, man, and blessed to have been able to be in like play these games. Still have a big club North Championship ring. You know what I'm saying? Like. That's still dope. Like I'm like yeah. that ain't the big ones, but like that's that's pretty cool though, man. You know what I mean? That's you you part of something. You know what I'm saying? So I I, I still take pride in that for sure. Well, and those teams are among the most revered Husker teams of this century. I mean, we yes. look back at. I mean, you know, obviously not the where anybody would have wanted to end, but you look at that time frame. I mean, I think Bo. I mean, that's where he built his stripes in Husker Nation, and there's. People to this day, even with Frost, that are still remembering those years and how you know dynamic that defense was and where we were going. So, yeah, I mean, definitely nothing to be ashamed of. And uh, I, but yeah, those losses, though, both of those championship games are just they're, they're brutal. You can't rewatch those ones. Dude, I remember when we played um, Colorado. This had to be my junior year. Um, at Nebraska when Rex had the throwback pass or throwback pass to me. It my like I watched that game like I wanna say this past year. I think it was this past year. I was showing my son had been just really into like watching old games, Nebraska games, watching my games. And as I was watching it, man, and, and obviously this was in this was it no 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 no. So this is this wasn't last year. This had to be a few a couple years ago because it was in Riley's time. And um I watched the game with them, and like when I watched it, and I had been obviously watching the games that year. Riley, I think it was his last year, and um, I'm looking at it. I'm like, bro, like 
you know, granted, we didn't win a national championship or anything big. And I think that's, you know, on the platform in itself. But like the way that we we played and I'm talking even more so the defense, but even the offensive line, like they, they were monsters out there. Like like you had all these cats on defense like Eric Hag and Alfonso Denard and Prince Mucamara and Sue and all these like it's so many more. But you like dude, like. They were animals. They were animals yeah. out there, and they were hitting everything. And then you watch these boys with Riley, and it was like, dog, it's a complete difference. Like, it's a complete – it's a night and day. And everybody used to say, like – and I love Mo Berry, bro. Like, he's a super good dude, bro. He's an awesome athlete. I love his energy. I love his impact. But they asked me, like, you think Mo better than Levante? And I'm like, bro, like <laughs> – like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you know – you like, you know, and then ain't no disrespect, but it's like, come on, bro. Like, you know, and they asked me these different things. Like, what's the differences? Was all, well, all I can go back and compare it to is the people that played that position. So when you ask me, okay, what the D-line looked like? Okay, well, I didn't see any Randy Gregory's out there, right? You yeah. know what I'm saying? I didn't see none of that. So you you telling me to ask you about what the D-line looks like, and it's nobody out there doing that. Great players, though. Great players, but I'm, you know, I, I was playing in a in a time where, bro, I was watching four of these cats get a sack, at least one sack together in a game. Like, wow. bro, what? I'm watching a, a a D lineman run down a screen all like 25 yards down the field. I'm like, bro, Sue ain't real. He's not real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it, it's just a difference, man. 100. percent So. You know, Derek kind of brought up the the painful memories, but you know, right now in the Big Ten, Nebraska's had a lot of trouble with Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been one and eight against them, and prior to that, you know, Nebraska was in the Big Twelve. We had a hard time with Texas. Try and talk about that. We were one and nine against Texas. So, I guess when you look at a team like that that's had success year after year, does that play into the locker room at all? Does that give you guys doubts? What what is that kind of a uh, you know, one-sidedness, what does that do to a team's demeanor? I think I think it does nothing but add fuel to the fire, I believe. Uh, I felt the energy just being at Nebraska my first year uh, coming in as a JUCO transfer, like the energy against Oklahoma that they had and wanting to beat them so bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could feel that. So I think it only adds fuel to saying, like, we want to beat this team. Like, we want to beat them and want to, like, show them like we can really play football over here. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think it it's any doubts at all, to be honest. Because uh-huh. when you're on that locker room, you, you, I mean, I would imagine that most years you're walking into the season, you think you can beat anyone. So it doesn't, I mean, if you lost to a team the year before, like you, you were thinking we got them this year. It doesn't matter if you lost them hundred percent. hundred percent. I'm not hearing no questions, like none. Yeah. We were kind of having that conversation uh, when we were talking about these questions because after that 2009 Big 12 championship, I just remember playing Texas again in 2010. Not only were the players, you guys were obviously pumped for it, but the fans were. I mean, Mm -hmm. just all the hype for that game was was incredible. It was incredible. Literally. I want to talk about uh, a couple of things. Vegas, you know, DraftKings, they set the over-under for Nebraska at eight wins, eight total wins. And then Caesars, they came up last week, and they set the win total for at six and a half total wins for Nebraska next year. Mm. So 
Uh, Two-part question here. Which is a better line, and what do you think Nebraska's win total will be in 2020? Oh, man, that's a good question. <laughs> Real good question. Um, man, um, I think I think eight is fair, man. Um, I think eight is fair. I think the energy and the players and the culture that he's building um, is going to really show this year. I think those young guys that he has on the outside now is really about to change. Like it's going to change the pace and change the difference. There's going to be a lot of plays being out there made. And just to see Juan Dale is going to be like the one in the midst of all of it. I think you just got some really brewing in that. And that, that little young cat is a leader, man. He's, he's a vocal leader already. So I like that about him. So I, I, I see them. I I'm fine with that bet at eight and, my my thoughts, man. Jeez, um, I would say I'm giving I'm giving them at least nine wins. Really? Does I that nine? So you said earlier in the show that you think JD Spielman will come back. Yeah. Does that number that does that win total change for you if JD Spielman does not come back? No, I think it stayed nine. Really? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. God, I hope you're right. You're yeah, like yeah. you're more optimistic than we are. I think. Well, maybe, I, yeah. maybe there. Speak for yourself. I, I like where you're at, Brandon. You got some dogs coming in at that wide receiver spot. And I'm not saying JD is is not a a a a deal breaker, but like you got three or four of these cats that can go. You know what I mean? And Wandale yeah. is only getting better. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he's only going to be better. So. I think you can. I think you can really move that thing. I think you can still air it out and, and move it. I think we might have to add you into the cousins and maybe kick one of these two guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I will say if Nebraska pulls off nine wins this year, twenty twenty one is going to be a blast. Absolutely, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we all can right. all agree with that. Yeah. All right, Brandon, before we let you get out of here, we need to hear another story from back in your playing days. <laughs> if you have a Bose story, that would be awesome, or a player story, but we need to hear a story from back in the good old days. Okay, yeah, I thought I thought I told this one last time, but I didn't, Good, thank goodness. But, uh, no, we were at Iowa State, and um, he I, – I, I can't remember what happened. I dropped, like – I think I, I I dropped one. I know I dropped one ball for sure, but I don't know if it was two. I can't remember. And um, I, the one I dropped, the first one I dropped was for a first down. And um, I believe like some of it was on TV. Nash, like obviously we fun on ABC, but you can, you know, sometimes you can hear coaches talking with those microphones on the side that they have or something like the first part of it was in there, but I dropped it and I came off to the sideline, I had my helmet off and he said, um, Bo said, are you going to effing show up today? And I, I'm thinking in my mind, like, it's a rhetorical question. Like, <laughs> like it's all good. Like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm hyping myself up. Like, come on, BK, let's go, let's go. And he's like, I asked you an effing question. Like, yes, 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 sir, I'm going to show up. Like, <laughs> oh, I was like, God. I'm going to show up. Yes, yes. I didn't know you were asking the question. I'm sorry. I thought it was rhetorical. My bad. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, man. Real quick, before you, have you talked to Bo ever? I haven't um, in a while. 
I, I know I could shoot him a text and, 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 and rap with him, man, but it's just, I, I, it's been a long while, man. But I know, you know, if I seen Bo, if, if I, if, if I ran across him, if I sent him a player or anything, I know uh, it'd definitely be a time to sit down and, and talk and, and definitely catch up for sure. How do you what think? Are your, what are your thoughts on his new gig down at LSU? Do you think that's I think a it's awesome? I think that's so cool, man. And I think that uh-huh. um, he's gonna go down there and have a blast and ball out, man. I really think he is. I, I love it for him. I think being a yeah. defensive coordinator is right up his alley. Yeah, I think that's where he just probably he just he's gonna be making some big time money just being yeah. a coordinator. Yeah. I, I hope the best for the guy. I know a yeah. lot of Husker Nation kind of doesn't have as much love for Bo as I do, but I, I really do hope the best for him. I hope he That's just kicks God, ass down man. there. That's Unless he's God, playing man. Nebraska, of course. Hey, <laughs> I would love to see Bo as our new defensive coordinator. Just saying. Just saying. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think a lot of Husker Nation would agree with you on that one either, Justin. But oh, I'll tell you I, what. I agree. I think it would be I, awesome. We would all love it. I'm I, all for it. I, I am all for it too, but I give about a zero percent chance that they will ever come. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't know. I of course is gone, and he likes Frost. I think you never know. I don't know if we'll shell out the money for it though. Yeah, <laughs> if, he go, if, if, if he go win a few, cha- a couple championships at LSU, he'd do it on some like, okay, let me bring one to Nebraska, like LeBron type thing. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did that. yeah, you welcome. <laughs> that would be. Awesome. I, I would have him LeBron it. I would definitely. Yeah, have right. I, would love I would take it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Brandon. Uh, thank you for joining us. Why don't you throw out your Twitter handle? Oh, uh, man. My faith temple. Is it? I think it's okay. The Twitter handle is at faith underscore jump. Um, that's the Twitter one, but they had to be different because I couldn't get all of them the same. So, yeah. Okay. Twitter is faith underscore jump. Like on Facebook, Faith Jump, and yeah, man. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. No problem, man. Thank you guys for having me, man. Uh, Have a good night, man. All right, you too, man. Bye. And that was former Husker wide receiver Brandon Kinney, folks. That was always fun. I love when he comes on the show, guys. Uh, I do have to ask you guys a question because that is very interesting, Uh, talking about the win total for Nebraska. DraftKings sets it at eight total wins, and Caesars set the over-under for Nebraska at six and a half. So I'm curious about your thoughts here. Tyler, what are your thoughts on these lines here? I like DraftKings' line better. Um, I like it better for two reasons. One, because if I was going to bet it, it's a better bet because I'd bet the under. Uh, And two, I, I mean, I love their optimism. Uh, I love Brandon's optimism about this. Everything about it, Absolutely. I love. But, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that the six and a half is honestly the line I would set for the season. I think that's about the right line, which is why I hate that line. Yeah, I bet DraftKings all day. Yeah. All right, Derek, we know so where you're I, headed. I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely opposite of you, as always. I'm betting the over on that six and a half all day long. I think that's an easy line. The eight's the one I think is very tough to go with. I it'd be hard to bet the over or the under on thing. I think on that one, but the six and a half seems easy to me. Well, I Tyler, go ahead. You want I, to get into this? No, I mean, I, I mean, I got Nebraska pegged for a six or seven win season this year. I, I, I don't see a scenario. I mean, at best case scenario, at very best case scenario, I see us getting eight wins. Like I so worst case if I bet DraftKings I'm pushing, like 
I, I just think that six and a half is like, that is a good damn line. Derek, I, I don't think we're a lock for seven wins. I, 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 well, I don't. Okay, well, I'll, t- I'll tell you this. I, I, this is my assumption here. I've seen one line come out for Nebraska so far. Well, I've seen three lines come out, but w- the most important one that I've seen come out was against Cincinnati. And they have Nebraska favorite as five and a half in that game. And I, what the reason I say that the eight is probably a good line is if we're favored in five and a half against Cincinnati, then I assume we're favoring all for, all seven of our first games because that's by far our toughest game out of those first seven. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, then that, that, so, that is so very if Vegas fair. Is, if Vegas is seeing us win se- those first seven games, then I don't see any reason why we can't win an eighth one. I. I'm, I I'm curious if Caesars has released any of their early lines for the games because that line that you're referring to, I, I did see it. I don't remember who posted that. Maybe it was, was it South Point, Westgate. I, Might have been. I can't. I can't remember who it was. Yeah, but. I'd be curious if Caesars setting it at six and a half. What their lines are showing right now? Because I don't think. I think five and a half uh, as Cincinnati favorites. I think that would be more in line with what DraftKings would be saying. To get to the eight win total, that's just my eyes right there. True, and, and all the computers seem to be high on Nebraska this year. FPI and uh, a couple of the other computer ones. I, I don't think Adam McClintock's is very high on us, but I've seen a couple of the other uh, uh, computer ones. I always forget what their names are, but the, the, the same computer ones that we laughed at last year because we thought we were going to be much better than what the computers told us we were. Because the computers were telling us you probably about six win team. And we didn't even quite make it there. And now all the computers are kind of going, well, we think you could be you know, an eight-win team. We're all kind of going, yeah, the computers are full of shit again. Well, DraftKings so, is, I mean, Caesars, I trust Caesars a lot more than DraftKings. I would think that. Well, I, I'm, not talking, I'm not talking about uh, the, the, the win total. I'm, I'm just talking about like FPI and, the, and the, the computers that are generating their seasons. Okay. Hell, ESPN with their FPI has Nebraska a top 25 team right now. Yeah. They do. Yeah, it's, yeah, I, I guess which my I don't, thing is, I don't agree with that, but I mean the computers are saying something that we're not apparently, just well, like they did last year. But but here's the thing with the the whole computers and spread. Last year, and I'm doing this off memory. I was trying to pull it up real quick, but I believe we were two and ten against the spread last year. Like we were terrible, and so until they start picking Nebraska better, like I'm not. They have Cincinnati as a five point favorite. I, I bet the under. I bet Cincinnati in that today. Like I, I just, I. Well, again, I, I'm not talking spread. I'm talking about what the computers are saying. Computers don't really do spreads. They're just picking win totals. I no, I I get it. I'm just saying, like I don't. You you brought up Cincinnati and you said we were what five point favorites against Cincinnati. Yes. Yes, and so I'm saying like that to me seems like an outrageously high spread for that game. I'm not saying we won't beat Cincinnati. I'm not saying that because I think we can. I just don't think we're a five-point favorite here in April 9th, you know, thinking about that game. I, Again, I, I, I would love you and Brandon to be right on this shit. Like, I would love to see us be an 8-9 win team. I just, I don't see it. Tyler, gun to your head. The line is 6.5. You have to bet. O- over or under? Gun to my head, I'd bet over. Would you? Okay. Man, that's yeah. tough, man. I, it's a tough line. It's a tough line, but I, again, I I have us pegged right now between a six or seven win season. I think my exact last time I played with it was like a six point six. Like I think okay. there's slightly a better shot that we get to seven wins than six. 
But yeah, I mean, I, and, and it eats my ceiling. It eats my ceiling. That's why I love that DraftKings line. Justin, me and you, I think, talked about that. Absolutely, yeah. If if it was set at eight wins, I would bet a lot of money. I'd bet all my because worst case scenario is push. Yeah, easy. Yeah, because I, I don't. I don't see a chance in hell that we get to nine wins. I really I, don't. Not after what we've seen the last two years, what we're replacing. There's a lot of things that we're replacing there uh, on offense. What we're going off of. We're, what on we're, offense. We're not replacing anything on offense, hardly. Yeah, no, defense. Well, I mean, I, I, keep, I keep going back to J.D. Spielman. I, I'm still in the boat that he is not coming back. Uh. I, I just I don't think offensively I don't think we're going to be that good. I think See, defense. I, I, think is gonna, honest, I think our offense is going to be great. Our defense scares me a little bit because we're replacing a lot there. But defense, a lot of the guys sure. that, we've talked about before, some of the guys we're replacing, I don't think are the worst guys to have to replace. No, I think our defense will. Be, I, again, we we've talked about this at length. I I don't see our defense taking a step back, and I think our offense will take a step forward. I think without JD Spielman, it will take a less step forward. Um, but I still think even without JD, they'll be a little bit better. I think th- there's no way that offensive line is not going to be better. And ultimately, if that offensive line is better, and what we saw with Mills last year, I think again, I just I think our offense is going to be forward. But the problem is, is we were a five win team last year. So, and I, and I know a lot of those games we lost were close, and and that's been kind of the mo under the frost regime is losing these close games. But if Nebraska is going to become a nine win team, like this isn't just the offense taking a step forward or giant step forward. Like this whole team has to transform. Yeah. And and, and I don't see the evidence. None, none more so than special teams. Like hundred percent. You talk about offensive defense, special teams, what needs to take the biggest step forward. Well, you're, you're right. But, the, but again, I know there's three phases of the game, but the three phases are not rated are not weighted equally. Like special teams, I tend to disagree. Uh, I would say special teams lost us as many games as it it lost us way more games than it won us last year. That's for sure. Well, okay, fair. Special teams didn't win us any games, and it probably lost us one or two. But one or two, jeez, I don't know. As many missed field goals as we had, I, mean, I think it lost us more than two. I think headed into a year like twenty twenty. With what we have coming back, if we were to play the game of like what needs to improve next year, I mean that list could be you know five, six, seven, eight uh, different uh, units long. I mean I think there's a lot that needs to improve. Well, there's not one unit that you sit there today saying no. There, there's there's there there's no one weak link that was great. Yeah, there's no there's, one weak link. There's a whole bunch of improvement across the board that needs to happen, including at the coaching level. Play calling. Scott Frost needs to be better at play calling. Coaching. Coaching needs to be completely better. I mean, and at the position groups, you know, offensive line, quarterback play. Quarterback play definitely has to improve. Wide receiver play, you know, running back, we have one, well, one and a half proven guys. Wandale, Wandale does it both ways, but there, there's just tight ends. Tight ends need to improve. God damn, we can keep on going on and on. Everything, every position group needs to improve to get to eight or nine wins. In my I eyes, I, no, mean, I agree. I, and again, I, I, think, I, I think, would bet the under at 
with what I know about the team today, uh, and I'm assuming that J.D. Spielman is not going to be back, I think we're a six-win team next year. I don't know if I'm buying you on the J.D. Spielman, but gun to your head, six and a half wins, Justin. Over, under. I'm probably taking under. Yeah, see, I see again, it, it for longtime listeners, it's amazing that the evolution of the podcast, because for so long, Justin was the highest, I was in the middle, Derek was in the bottom. And Justin and Derek, they they're they flip top bottom. De- yeah. Derek's on the bottom now. Or Justin's on the bottom now. He's a bottom bitch. And you know, and that's it's amazing the evolution there. And I'm still in the middle. Hey, <laughs> hey, it, it's not fun. I mean, it's not fun being on the bottom and having a pessimistic view, but the proof is in the pudding. We've seen what we've seen the last five years. And the last two years under the Scott Frost has not been impressive at all. And you can't tell me. Brandon Kinney was talking about the playmakers that we have at Nebraska today compared to what he had that he played with you know, during his time frame. It's night and day. When I went to watch the 2009 Big 12 Championship game against Texas uh, last week when we had Brandon uh, lined up, I mean, the, the level of playmakers that we had back then is completely different than what we have today. You're, well, first of all, you don't have defensively. Another, remember, you our offense was atrocious in 09. Wh- whatever. Well, I mean, the, I mean, I, the skill set was different. I mean, it was especially I, I on mean, defense. Okay, for, first of all, 2009 Nebraska team. Like, let's just get this out of the way. You're not getting another Dominican Sue. Like, I mean. That is a once-in-a-generation type football talent. And so you could say, well, we don't have those types of players. Well, no shit, you don't have those types of players. You, you don't replace them. You don't you don't look at that. Um, however, on offense, where, where I guess I will say, you know, Derek, you, on that team, you had a Rex Burkhead. I mean, you had players that this year, I don't think you necessarily, you don't have a Rex Burkhead. Or Roy Hello. I mean, yeah, but, you, but go back, but go look back and look what that offense did. That was our whole complaint the whole year was that offense couldn't score. Period. No, there's a reason right. we lost. There's a, there's another reason besides play. that one second put back on in that Texas game play. that we lost. It's because we had to kick four field goals and we couldn't ever score a touchdown. And it was quarterback play. I mean, let's. I, I, I Brandon was just on. Just talked to us about his boy Zach Lee. But let's be real. Zach Lee makes Tanner Lee look good. Yeah. I mean, when I rewatched that game, I was like, "Exactly or Tannerly? Who is this guy?" <laughs> I mean, he he was the worst starting quarterback that we have had this century at Nebraska. Yeah, that 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 I could mean, be fair. I mean, who who would you take? Would you take Tannerly over Zachley Tyler? Yes. No, I take Tannerly over Zach. Tannerly, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Tannerly. Yeah. Okay. Derek would. What do you think? I'd, I would. I guess I'd have to go back and watch some 09 games because I don't remember being quite Tanner Lee bad. Did he throw like fifteen thousand interceptions? Like fourteen thousand. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't good. Did he, did he lose any games off of like throwing three pick sixes in the game? Man, I don't know. Yeah, I. I don't know, guys. Uh, I hope you're that's, right. That's I hope a I'm fun eat, debate. I that's hope I'm sucking. <laughs> I hope I look terrible at the end of the season, but I'm going to be happy with six wins at the end of the year. 
If we get six wins, we got a bowl game. I'm content. We hit what we did. Anything beyond that is gravy. If we hit nine wins, my God. Yeah. I will be back on top. I'll be on the bandwagon again. And I will be, yes, Nebraska's back. And I can see a scenario where we're not, where we can win nine wins. But it's going to have to consist of us starting the year at 7-0. Yeah. Like, we're going to have to win those games that we're probably favored in. And, and that's just such a hard scenario for me to get around. Is is to, for us to start the year seven and zero? Like I, I would love to see it. And on paper, like a lot of that makes sense. But the the reality well, of how you have to go on the road against Northwestern, which is going to be tough. You have to play a Purdue team that we haven't beat for the last two years. You have to play an Illinois team that's, that you've struggled against the last well last year. Uh, you, I mean, yeah. I, I agree. It's not. It's not a given. There's. There's no game on this schedule. I think Nebraska can just look past and go. Oh, that's a win. Rutgers. He, 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 maybe Rutgers. <laughs> but with Greg Ciano there, I mean, shit. Oh. Justin thinks he's a better coach than Scott Frost. So maybe he outcoaches us. That is. A uh, I, I wouldn't look past South Dakota State. I sure. Was, and I wouldn't look past Central Michigan. Yeah, it's. It's just. It's one of those crazy years where it's just. We are what we are. It's and, and I'm gonna there, bring there's really on only the... three games on our schedule that I feel Nebraska pretty much cannot win, and that is Ohio State, Penn State, and probably Wisconsin. So I'm going to bring this up right now and kind of a spoiler alert. And I haven't even talked to the you two yet, but we have to do the segment again in this summer of how many games are one touchdown games. Okay. Because I honestly think that's going to be a fun topic because, like, um, in my head, that number could be high. Yeah. And, 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 and that's coaching and that's quarterback play. The difference in one-score games is quarterback play and coaching. Yeah. And we'll, and we'll, we'll debate that. I, I would argue special teams has a lot to do with one-score games. God, you love special teams. Look, I mean, special teams definitely lost us Iowa last year. I would argue that special teams. Was there one special team? I'm doing this off memory, but I remember one special teams play that changed that game. Uh, We missed a field goal. We gave up a touchdown on kick return. There's two two. right there that swung the game to 10 points right there. Okay. Okay. Derek's right. Derek's right. I forgot about the missed field goal. It was the same with Wisconsin. We, I think we missed two field goals in that one. And we gave up, they a, gave up, a, gave up a touchdown on a kick returns. No, special teams definitely Wisconsin. I, I 100% yeah. with you there. But, okay, let's get All right, guys. Uh, we could we could BS about this all night long, but we got to get into last call. Last call to you, Tyler. My last call goes to the Nebraska Hall of Fame. Uh, this year, the first uh, member inducted was Terry Pettit, former volleyball coach. And then the most recent uh, is a uh, uh, one of the greatest Huskers of the last century is Jordan Larson. Um, for people that are not familiar because they don't pay attention to volleyball, shame on you. Uh, this girl played for Nebraska in the volley uh, in my tenure in Nebraska on the volleyball team. Um, and in fact, I think we graduated high school the same year, and she's well more accomplished than I am, having played for the Olympic teams and brought home two medals in volleyball. Plus, been part of multiple uh, Big 12 championship teams and, in fact, even an NCAA championship team. Uh, kudos to you, Jordan. 
Um, love to have you on the podcast at some point talking about volleyball since we know nothing about it. Derek? Congratulations. Uh, don't remember watching them play because I don't watch a lot of volleyball. <laughs> so, well, sorry. This... I'm one of those guys. I, you know what? Honestly, I watch it more now than I, I never watched it prior to probably the last two or three seasons. I watch it a little more now, but... Does that have to do with Nebraska sucking at football that you're like, okay, I'll just turn over to volleyball? I mean, does that have a lot no, to do with it? it? Maybe. I, I don't think so. I think it has to do with just watching them be good. I don't know. Well, I, I got to say congratulations congratulations to Jordan Lawson. Well-deserved. I mean, it's it's definitely not a shock because she was an outstanding player. Come on, Olympics. Come on. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, last call to you, t- uh, Derek. All right. Well, hopefully, with any shred of hope, baseball will be starting in about the middle of May. I don't. I don't know if it'll happen, but they're talking about a scenario where every game will be played down in Arizona. Uh, teams would be quarantined basically into their hotel room. They won't be sitting in a dugout. They would actually be sitting in the empty stands since there will be no fans there, uh, so they could sit six feet apart. Uh, it's it's not ideal, but just get some sports back on TV, please. Yeah, I mean, baseball's a close alternative to horse racing, so I mean, that's it's fine, it's fine. Bring bring back some baseball, that's fine. Tyler. I I I would love it, Derek. I would love it more than any time I'd probably ever care about baseball, and I I like Major League Baseball. I just don't see it. Like the the logistics of what I've had to hear for this to happen. Like, I don't know how this could feasibly happen in May. Like, unless they really... Ch- if you don't feel comfortable with these players being in a dugout together, like, I, I get the fans, I get that, but if you don't feel comfortable with the dugout, like, I don't see how you have baseball. Can you imagine the at-bats? Like, how does that work, like, the at-bats? Like, are you going to be, like, six feet apart in the lane? Like, what what... <laughs> The catcher and umpire have a mask, Tyler. I mean, I, what's the problem? Well, actually, the, 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 with the umpire, what they're going to do is they're going to back him up, and they would use an electronic strike zone, so he wouldn't even be necessarily right behind a catcher. Is that like right? That. Fascinating. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Baseball is going to. I would the love ten- that because I think baseball needs to go to that anyway. I agree with you, but baseball is so innovative. That, let me tell you what: if there was a sport I bet on. To be super innovative, it'd be baseball because they love changing rules. <laughs> they do. I, I, there's a hint of sarcasm there. What? No. Just okay. bring me some baseball. God damn it. I'm with you. I'm with you. Let's make it happen. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll watch baseball. I'll watch the Cubs whoop up on the Cardinals. <laughs> All right. Hey, last call to me and my last call is going to go out to Barry Alvarez. Uh... We talked about this on the program out of this this past month when the NCAA they said, "Hey, uh, athletes in, competing in the spring semester, if they're a senior, hey, they can come back for a bonus senior season to make up for a lost spring season." Barry Alvarez he says, "Not at University of Wisconsin." He says. You can't come here because it's not fair. And we talked about this. I, I fully support this. You know, it does suck. This COVID-19 stuff, no joke. It sucks for everybody. You know, people want to say it's not fair for the seniors who had their seasons cut short. 
But you know what? It's not fair for a lot of other people either. So, you know, I, I applaud Barry Alvarez for taking the stand and just saying, hey, just move on. You know, they don't have baseball anyway, so it's, it's like lower sports. So they had their time. Derek? Asshole. Me or Barry? Barry. Really? I'm not even proud to call him Oscar anymore. Why? Jeez. Get out of here. That's a bullshit move. Why? Because I, I think these athletes deserve a shot for their, for their senior year. I, 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 I don't know. Tyler? I don't. Guys, again, I'm right in the middle. Like, I, this, is, this is a tough question. Like, you real, your heart goes out to these senior athletes, and I'm with you that kind of asshole. I, I disagree with you that Justin's also an asshole, not just Barry, but uh, no. Well, I didn't say that, but I mean, he could be an asshole too. I mean, yeah, there's I mean, no arguing it. That's fair. Justin is an asshole. But no, I. it's tough, but I also understand, like, like at some point in time, you almost just got to say, we got to move on. And who knows what's going to happen in the fall? Who knows if we're going to have football or we won't? And, I mean, at some point in time, you can't just keep pushing this down the road and keep giving everyone an extra year of eligibility. Yeah. Like, it just, it sucks. But the NCAA ruled that they could. And I do with you, Derek, like, what's the harm? If, if a lot of schools are doing it, why not? Why don't you do it? Maybe these kids will be grad transfers. Like, I, I don't know. And that's fine. I, I guess, I don't think he's barring them from being a grad transfer and doing the stuff elsewhere. Wisconsin, they're just not going to pay for it. And I applaud them for doing that. Hey, it's like, okay, NCAA says you're eligible. That's fine, but you're not eligible here because we got other shit to do. We got other people that are on campus waiting to play. It's not fair to incoming freshmen and everybody else that waited in the wings for their turn. I'm sorry that your turn did not happen. It's not University of Wisconsin's fault. It's nobody's fault. It just happened. Sorry. No. So I mean, but that's so hard to tell this. But that, that see, I, so, I feel that way for the freshmen and the younger guys. Sorry, you have to wait, you have to wait your If you're a freshman, get Sorry. better. Yeah, there's an argument. If you're a freshman, be better. Okay. If you're a sophomore, get better. Yeah, just don't do it at the University of Wisconsin. I mean, was University of Wisconsin? You don't have to because well, the I wish they had baseball because then maybe Nebraska could steal a few of their players there too. Wow. We're already taking them from their basketball team, so why not take them from their baseball team too? If they had one, of course. Yeah. All right, guys, this was a lot of fun tonight. Big thanks to Brandon Kinney for joining the program tonight. Uh, special thanks to Connor Russell for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker Cuzcast on Twitter, at Husker Cuzcast. Like us on Facebook. Look for our episodes on BigHeadsMedia.com and anywhere you listen to podcasts. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. Be safe out there and stay home. And as always, go Big Red. Yeah.